reasons for being uh, an important part of our life. It's the reasons for it not being illegal, criminal, all of the things that it currently is, no matter where you live. But we're about the fundamental civil liberties that give us the right to have it. And the fact that somehow we've given these civil liberties up without a fight. Nobody squawked when they took this away, when the Controlled Substances Act was passed, and I believe it was 1971, there was no outrage. And today, here we are, many, many, many years later, and many, many, many people that have been incarcerated, locked up, had their freedom taken away from them for simply growing, possessing, cultivating, transporting, manufacturing, selling, whatever you want to think of this plant. And they locked people up. They still to this day lock people up. There are people today serving time for this plant and nothing else. A nonviolent, no victim crime made up by people who stand to lose because we have this plant, but certainly not because they stand to be harmed by this plant, not physically anyways. And we believe as a civil rights organization, we believe that every single one of us, every human being is endowed with certain inalienable rights by their creator, however you see your creator, Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Pretty simple. Kind of makes sense. I have never met anybody who disputed that with me. Not ever. Even the people that are like, well, we got to regulate and we got to tax and we got to, we got to, we got to. But nobody ever seems to argue about our inalienable right. Just because we were born a human being to life, which we somewhat acknowledge for the most part. Liberty, which is very broadly defined, very vaguely defined, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, that one, to me, is pretty easy to put my finger on because it's specific to me. Now, if anything I do in pursuing my own happiness, that doesn't take away from anything you do, I consider it my inalienable right. I'm just saying. And I think that we've lost sight of that. We've we've turned into a society of, of I don't know, weak-minded legal people. And, and the argument of, well, when it's legal, then we'll be able to do it, is really weak-minded. And I, as always, welcome anybody who disagrees with me to come on this show. And if you wish to do that because you agree with me, disagree with me, have something important to say, or just want to tell me a joke, pick up your phone and dial 42. No, that's my number. you got a, a different number than I do. Or you could be the host one day, maybe. You pick up the phone and dial 646-929-2495. And we have an amazing woman that is screening calls, and her name is Mary, but we like to call her non-compliant Mary because... As her name indicates, she tends to be very non-compliant, which we like very much about her. 
I want to just take a note and not forget that uh, today's an anniversary of a horrific experience, and frankly, I don't care what you think about why it happened or who did it or any of that. The point is, regardless of any of that, it's a horrific experience, and it's an experience that changed the course of history. It changed the course of thousands, probably millions of people's lives, and it continues to change the course of history today. And I think that if we keep in mind that everything matters, everything we think, everything we say, everything we do, everything we don't do especially, I'm kind of harsh on people who don't do things and do things that are noticeable, and I, I'm admittedly harsh on you. I'm harsh on me when I don't do things that have a difference made that I can see. And I know that everything matters, and I know that we all matter, and I know that everything is important. But you know what? It's going to take some big action to change the problems that we're living with right now. And I want to see those big actions. That's all. You know, if I'm out there beating everybody up because I want to see more, well, it's because I want to see more. I want to see this world change so that we live in a world where we don't have to live in fear because we choose to grow a plant. Can you just wrap your minds around what I'm saying for a minute? We live in fear because we decide to grow a plant. How dare us? We can be the change. We are the ones that can make that change. We live in a world that is highly political right now. Political. Everything's political. Oh, my God. The vitriol and the anger and the hatred and the the, the politicalness. But what we don't live in a world of is, is a world of leadership. Where are the leaders at? Because I don't know anybody that is sitting in office today or for the last 20 or 30 years even that I would call a strong leader, meaning that I would want to follow. If they said, hey, come with me, this is important, I would believe them and think that what they said was important, whether I understood it or not, because they were leading. Where are they? Why did we put them in office? And why don't we take them out of office? I don't know. I'd like to. I'd like to understand. Maybe you can join me on the show and help me understand why we refuse to change our world to something that we would all agree would be better. I got a little, you know, choir, a little cheerleading squadron that I hear echoing in my ears when we have our calls and and the work that we do, and it's important, and it's growing, and it's going to accomplish a lot. This show is one of those... um, places where people get a chance to to raise up. And actually, if you've been paying attention, the show's been growing, and that's a sign that it's working. Little by little, people are recognizing the value of people getting together to make a real, tangible, and effective change. And that's what this is about. Why don't we be effective? So I've got a great show today. Unfortunately for everybody, probably, I've got a lot to say, too. I just got off of a vacation, and I kind of rested and feeling good about life. Um, But meanwhile, I want to try to keep it succinct so that I've got enough time for everybody. 
We have Tanya Roth going to be joining us. And apparently, and I don't know Tanya, at least I don't think I do, and I might have met you, Tanya. I know you're listening. You're going to be the first one up on the show today. Um, But I know this. I got a brain about this big, and it's all full of crap. And so my ability to remember things sometimes is limited. I kind of think I'm in a place where everything I remember, I got to forget something. So I'm trying to either grow a bigger brain or clear out some clutter so that I can keep track of stuff better. But what I found is better than that even is that we build a team. Build a team so everybody can work with their strengths. Everybody can do the thing that they're best at and the thing that they're not so good at. Have the people that are better at them do it. And then together, as a team, we become the sum total of all of our strengths put together. And the weaknesses seem to shrink away because they don't matter because somebody else's strength held it up. We're like a giant transformer friggin' world-changing robot, except for with the heart and the soul. I kind of like that. And that's what we've been working on. We've been building this thing now. This is 10 years. The Human Solution has been an organization. 10 years. Almost to the day. A couple of months, I think, will be our actual 10-year anniversary. But for 10 years, we've been working hard to support victims of the drug war, especially cannabis uh, cases and defendants and prisoners. But we've also worked hard to educate people because that is the key to all of this. If we can educate people, we can fix the problem. The problem is not a real problem. The problem is a problem of fear and ignorance. Remember that. What's the answer, the antidote to fear and ignorance? I don't know, the truth? In this case, not in everybody's case would the fear thing fix, the truth fix the fear thing, but... In this case, it would. What's our problem? We live in a world of information. We live in a world where the truth is easier to get out than ever before. What's keeping us? What's keeping us? That's what I want to know. Hey, can somebody get the gate? Um, Sorry, I... Also run a business off of this line, and even though you tell everybody, every Wednesday we're busy, somebody always calls. Derailed. All right, back to the track here. So anyways, we're a group of people trying to make a difference in the world. We're trying to reestablish. We're trying to reinforce. We're trying to empower. We're trying to inspire. We're trying to raise people up. We're trying to lead in a, in a real meaningful way. And in doing so, we've worked hard this whole time to work with other groups, with other people. We don't care what banner you wear. We like it when you wear our ribbon because our ribbon's about solidarity, about working together. But we like it best when there's lots of groups working with us, all doing the same thing. makes us stronger. doesn't make us limited to one thing. Every group has their strength. Every group has their own uh, communication team. Every group has their own network. Every group has a reason that they could be part of the solution. Get it? It's all coming together now. So what's happened recently, the last couple of years, 
we've gotten stronger and better than ever, and we've gotten stronger and better than ever for a couple of reasons. One, our core leadership, our main team that drives this organization has gotten stronger and better. And as a result, more and more individuals and organizations are stepping up and saying, hey, I want to help. I want to be part of this. I see the work you're doing. I see it on its own merit. I'm not driven by social media hacks causing chaos and havoc. I actually see what you're doing, and I think it's good, and I want to be part of it. I want to help. And they put their hand out, and we grab their hand, and we say, come on, let's work together. And if you've been listening to this show for the last couple of years, you will notice that we've had on more individuals that were with more different organizations than ever before. Every single one of them has come forward and said, yeah, I want to work with you guys. And little by little, it's starting to come to light. We're making that happen. It started with the thought. It started with some passion. And a little stick-to-itiveness kind of drives it forward, too. And here we are. It's happening. So we're going to be talking more and more about about our walk for change, this world, uh, this game-changer. This is a... Uh, defining moment in world history unfolding in front of us. And more and more people and more and more organizations are starting to stand up. And I am, I don't know, I'm getting floored when I start to see the magnitude of what this is and what it's going to be and what it's going to do. So before I come on to our first guest, um, Tanya, I just want to lay out that um, I just got word from Becca. um, And Becca is our treasurer a board member, a dear friend, our media coordinator, um, and I consider her a sister. She just sent me a message saying that her mom had a stroke today, and she's in the hospital. So she's not going to be able to join us on the show. And I just want everybody to take two minutes, two, two moments. In the first moment, I want you to sit there. And if you've ever seen Becca, or go on to her page, um, or um, just look there. There, I think on our on our website there might be a picture of her. But Becca's a a, a, a sweet soul. That's all I can say. She's a a beautiful person inside now. And uh, I've never met her mom, but her mom and I are connected in a special way as well. And just you know, put some white light around her, uh, just to uh, send some healing over there. We know that many, many times uh, cannabis in its various forms have been very helpful uh, in stroke. And I know somebody specifically that has almost recovered completely uh, from a stroke with CBD only. And so, um, you know, another another of many, many reasons to uh, um, to fight for this. Another of many reasons to... Uh, Make this important enough to do something. So just take a moment and send some healing energy out to Becca and her mom. Becca is, you know, one of her mom's rocks, and I know that she does a lot for her. And, um, you know, just, just, just cover her in some love. And second of all, take a minute to remember, you know, we shall never forget. Well, what we shouldn't forget are how important some of these things are, these relationships, these moments that we have. Think about the time that we're spending together and think about how important it is that we're all taking time from whatever it was we were doing to be here. 
let's make that important. Let's make it count. Make it matter. Make a difference with it. You know, time, we all get so much of it, and then it's gone, and it's never to be come back again. And and how much of it do we spend being pissed off, bored, angry, frustrated, sorrowful, pitiful, whatever, all the nasty shit we do, how much of it do we waste doing that, and how much of it do we spend being focused and loving and thoughtful? So let's do some of that. Maybe just take a second and... and be mindful of some of this stuff. So I'm just going to take a second just right now and kind of do what I'm saying. All right. It doesn't take long. It just takes a moment. It takes a little bit of energy. Um, and I just got on, on the YouTube feed. So for everybody that's listening, we got three ways to listen right now. We have the Blog Talk Radio. You can call up and listen on your phone, 646-929-2495. This is also being shared on a Facebook live stream, and it's also being shared on a YouTube live stream on the Human Solution uh, YouTube channel. And on the YouTube channel, I just got a message from Blaine Shaw, and it got taken away, but I saw it, and um, I don't know if it got taken away because I'm not supposed to say anything about it, so I won't use names. When we first begun this organization, one of the very first cases that we supported was a woman, a Native American woman out of uh, Oklahoma. And uh, she got busted for a very small amount of pot, and we connected with uh, some of her allies um, before and during and even not that long ago um, as an organization. And we wrote letters to her, and we helped out. We raised up uh, some donations for her kids. Uh, sent them Christmas presents. We did a bunch of really nice things. Oh, she got released. Okay, awesome. Awesome, Blaine. Good job. <laughs> so can I say your name? Just tell me before I do this because it's kind of important. It's, it's reflective of the work we've been doing for the last 10 years, and this happened in 2011, the same year that my trial was going on. Um, and, um, Blaine, if you let me know, type in if I can say your name or not because I don't want to put that out or not. Uh, if it's not cool. Anyways, um, I heard that she just got arrested because she wasn't able to pay the fines that she still owed from her case. So they arrested her again, and um, but apparently she just got released. Seven people raised up the money to get her out, and so I'm real happy about that. But, again, this is in Oklahoma where it's, what? Legal. Oh, yeah, that doesn't work. People are still getting arrested for stupid things. She had like less than two ounces of pot. I think it was 35 grams. Uh, it, 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 it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. She owed $3,569. You know, Blaine, if you could get her to come on the show as a guest sometime, I think that would be awesome because she's one of the first people that we actually supported. She was one of the first prisoners that we ever supported uh, way back in our infancy, before we were a 501c3, and uh, we never met her, we didn't know her, um, but we just knew that this was wrong, and we were here to make a change, and I, I'm sure she would remember us. Anyways, um, I got a little derailed, but this is all important stuff when it all comes up, that's kind of the hard part about this whole Facebook thing, so... I don't generally go on the Facebook live stream until it's over because the YouTube 
channel has a lot less interaction, and as you can see, I'm easily distracted, and it doesn't make for good radio. All right, let's get on here with Tanya Roth. Now, I'm excited because uh, Sarah and Mike are excited, and Sarah and Mike are awesome, and they're in Kansas, and they're working really hard in Kansas to make the world a better place, and we've taken on a client by the name of Jennifer Hess, who we've been doing court support for, and now we're working on another project to help get her house uh, in shape enough to where she can get her kids back. She lost her husband in jail. Um and he's no longer alive today. And, again, prohibition, people. It's not about legalization. It's not about some law that lets some people do some things and other people not. It's not about that at all. It's about let's make this not a crime. Let's just remove it from the criminal element. Let's make it to where whatever, if you don't like it, if I'm violating some other law, Great, hit me for that, but don't take my kids away. There's kids, there's mothers, nursing mothers, who are afraid to take CBD because they're afraid that Child Protective Services is going to take their kid if they find out that they're taking CBD, a non-psychoactive component of the cannabis plant. Really? Yeah. Sorry, I'm up, Gemini. Sometimes I talk to myself. All right, so anyways, Sarah and Mike are hammering it right now, helping out. We've got a nice little team of people that have come together um, with or without us, but working together, and Tanya Roth has come into this circle, and so I'm just going to introduce her that way since I don't know that we know each other beyond that. Tanya, welcome to the show, and have we met before is Thanks. what I want to know. Joe, thank you for having me. And no, I don't think that we have. I'm pretty sure I would remember that. Oh, good, good, good. Because you know what? You ever have one of those moments like where you had a, a wild week or something like that and things happen and you don't really remember them and then weeks or months or years later somebody comes up and says, hey, how you doing? Remember that night? And I just don't want to make sure that there aren't <laughs> ever people. And I don't mean that kind of night. I just mean, you know, doing something important, working together and, and I, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't give my brain any credit. Well, anyways, Tanya, you are with a group called Canna Moms out of Missouri, and um, just want to hear about you. I've got my uh, uh, an amazing team that I'm working with in Kansas that said some really good things about you, and that makes me happy. So why don't you tell me a little bit about what's going on? Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's my name, uh, Tanya Roth again, and um, I just, I'm a mom of two toddler boys. I am um, operation, chief operations officer for a company called Block Technology Solutions, and I started Canon Moms KC about, oh, a month, a little over a month ago, and um, it was an organization that I started because one night after few glasses of wine and a, a nice little bit of skunk berry I uh, started reflecting on the year that I had had prior which was my husband diagnosed with phase three colorectal cancer and having an eight-month-old and a, a three-year-old son at home and so it was a really rough year um, we used cannabis as medicine for my husband for treatment and I was terrified of it and I was we were the 
we were the silent potheads. We were the people that have always done it and never talked about it. And I didn't have any cannabis friends. And so one night as I was reflecting on that, I just thought to myself, why don't I create a group so no other moms have to feel alone in this? And so the purpose of Cannabis Moms was twofold. It was to create a support group for all cannabis-friendly mothers, uh, not necessarily mothers who use cannabis, but just in general people that are, are friendly about that plant and that are fighting for the end of prohibition. And two, I wanted to help break down the stigma of what a cannabis mother was and stop some of that judgment so mothers don't feel afraid to use and they aren't afraid to talk about it and share their stories. Well, that's a noble cause, and that is a big part of, you know, what we're all about as an organization is breaking that stigma. You know, when we talk about ending prohibition, we're not talking about a particular law because there really isn't a particular law that can solve that. Prohibition is a way of thinking as much as it is a law or series of laws. And and we've talked about it for the last 10 years about the problem really is the stigma and, you know, yeah. the fear that comes from the stigma. And, you know, people, people judge you. And, you know, we live in this world. It's really so hypocritical because we live in this world of everybody – getting offended, you know, these, these snowflakes walking around and you can't say anything, you <laughs> yeah. can't think anything, you can't, you can't, you know, you might melt a snowflake. And, and it's, and yet those very same people that do not want to be judged for anything will turn around and point their finger at you with three fingers pointing back and say, you can't be a good exactly. mom. You, how dare you? And, exactly. you know, I I still say this, okay? You show me one case, one single case where a mother, a father, an old man, an old woman, a young child, a teenager, or anybody ever died from using cannabis. Like one. Right. Well, and you said it yourself a minute ago. A mother's being afraid to use CBD, you know, going through pregnancy and, and issues such as that. I mean, it, it is a very big fear, and mothers who use cannabis, I feel, have a much higher level of stigma against them and a lot more judgment, and that's a very unfair judgment to make because in Cannamom's KC, we are an amazing group of women. We are 314 strong now and in a little over a month's time. Um, we've actually expanded beyond Missouri borders because we had so many requests. And our moms are doctors and lawyers and business owners and stay-at-home moms and, you know, the soccer moms that go to work every day. And we have such a large group of women that do amazing things. And so in order to break down that stigma, I felt like we needed to take that, all this powerful energy and this powerful mom force that we had and find ways to give back to the community, um, whether helping situations like Jennifer Hess case or fighting against Independence Missouri and their marijuana zoning fiasco that they've had going on and being able to show the world what we are versus just saying what we are. We, we, we can show them and we have the power to do that. And it's, it's been a beautiful thing. Well, I am excited because, you know, as I've traveled around the country over the last 10 years, I've, I've gone all over the place in, in, in hopes of uh, inspiring people and, and uh, 
supporting people and helping and doing all kinds of things to try to, you know, further this cause that we have. And, you know, when you get out there and you show up, you find the people that are willing to do that, get out there and show up. But then when you come back home and you come to this world of uh, electronic communication and social media and, and you know, this this disembodied connection that we have, you find that there's more and more people there, but less and less people willing to actually, you know, get out of their little comfort zone and show up and do something. And as I've been working so hard and diligently trying to get people to come together and and, and do something, you know, it, it's all important. And, and, you know, it's when I have the people that sit on their keyboards and go, I'm doing something from here because this is all I can do. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> If I was you, I'd find something else I could do, and and but you know it's 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 you don't want to offend them, so you move on and you look for somebody else. But it sounds to me like you guys you guys have rallied together some folks that are willing to get out there and get your boots a little dirty. You know, you ever see somebody that walks around and they got you know boots on, and you can tell that they're kind of well worn. They've had them for a long time because they got little creases in them. But you look at them and they're spit shine perfect clean. They never took them out in the mud. They never walked up a hill with them. They never climbed the street. Right. No scratches on these motherfuckers. And pardon my French, but I mean, you know, <laughs> all these people that are all show and no go, and I want to see some go. And that's what this is about. So I'm excited that you got some people together, and I'm hoping, and it sounds to me like if you connect with Mike and Sarah, you're you're plugged into uh, to our uh, uh, to our little world that we're doing, and I would love. In, in no uncertain terms to connect with you guys as many ways and in, 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 um, as long as we possibly can. Oh, I absolutely love that. And Sarah has been fabulous. Um, I've had some amazing conversation with her. And uh, for you guys to even reach out to us, as that, that means the world to me. Um, we definitely want to do whatever we can. And that Jennifer Huff case really – really pulls at the the heartstrings um, and the anger strings at the same time uh, because of that entire situation. So we're, we're going to show support how we can um, by getting some women, you know, to show up to some of our cases. We're going to try to help get the house fixed. We've got some volunteers um, and just working together on that to, to make a difference. Um, and, you know, we've also been invited in by, um, the other organization and, and, and events that are going on right now. We've been invited to tour with um, Whitney Wehmeyer of uh, THC2 Higher Care Clinic. She's running the Missouri Patient of Profit Tour. Um, so Cannabom is actually going to have a table at several cities uh, over the next two weekends uh, throughout the state of Missouri and hope to further share some education and information on who we are and let other Cannabom's know that we're out there, and, and this is what we're doing, and we would love for you to come join us. Oh, that's fantastic. I would like to um, offer to send you out some of our Solidarity ribbons. Um, and, you know, they're just a little green ribbon with a little red cross on them that we wear into court. And, and it just shows that we're we're all standing together, working together. Um, and if you could – well, actually, um, Sarah can get a hold of you. I can, I can send some out to her. She can get them to you. Or – if you want to stay on the line and talk to uh, Mary, give give Mary your contact information. We can send them direct to you. Either way is okay. 
Um, but I definitely, um, you know, with this with this Jennifer Hess case, we will be working side by side in that. And um, with this house, I understand um, we got a, a another group that's going to be doing or that that does this kind of restoration or or, or low income uh, repairs and stuff. Are you connected with them, or do you know about that? I did talk about that with uh, the group today, yes. Uh, started with an E, yes. I know what you're talking about. So we're going to be working on drywall and flooring, I think, and then they're going to come in and kind of help with the rest, which was fabulous to hear. That made me so happy to hear that today um, because she really did need that. Uh, so, yeah, Sarah and I have been talking and, and keeping track of things together and, and kind of making the game plan for the days when we can get people together. And then as soon as, as soon as Jennifer gives me the, the permission, um, I'm also a freelance writer for The Evolution magazine, which is um, oh, nice. Missouri Cannabis magazine. And so I really want to write her story. I really want to get this out there, even though I know it's going to probably be after the fact due to this pending legal case right now. Um, I want to get this out there and let people know that, like you said, this is still happening, even though it is legal in so many states. There's still situations like this. Um, because the more we bring attention to it, uh, the more we get people angry and upset about these things, the, the more we get those people to stand behind us in the same fight. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it's important that we come together because, you know, these things are contagious. Um, and I've watched it happen. You know, I fought a case for six years, and I went to trial, and I, had, I spent my life organizing and, and, and trying to gather support for my own case. And I know – how much work it is. And I know I didn't have anybody helping me. I created this group so that I have somebody to help me. And now we have a group. Now we all help people. And so it's a lot easier when I'm not fighting my own case to help other people fight theirs. And But I just know how much, how much work it is, and I know how much it means when people get together. And I also know that when you get going and this thing starts working, you start to build some momentum. And when the momentum grows, and we get some good leaders. You know, I was talking earlier about politics and leaders, and I don't see any elected officials that are leading, but I see people in these organizations, people that are, that are out there in the, in the trenches, people that are standing up for something that's a little bigger than themselves. That's leadership, and that's what we're fostering, and that's what we're bringing to this. And if we can bring oh, yeah. leaders together with a common goal, what happens is, you build a transformer robot, and you become the sum total of all of our strengths because every leader has strengths and weaknesses, right? And, and right. every leader has, has an audience that will listen to them, and an audience that will say, screw you, you're just an idiot. Well, that's okay. we got this guy over here that you'll say, oh, yeah, that guy's all right. And if we stand together with a unified force like that, what happens is it gets easier and easier to rally people together. It gets you, you start building up some momentum. It's like a dynamo, and it gets bigger and bigger. And I feel right now that that's what's happening. And with Jennifer Hess, it was just, I don't know, a month or two ago that her case came to our, our attention. And since that time, we've got a new chapter that came together in Missouri. Our chapter in Kansas is working hard. Now the two chapters are working together. And then we've got other people and other groups that are coming together and now we find out that this house fiasco has happened, and now we're responding. And there's, it, it's, it is, it's really filling up my heart right now to see what's happening. I know. Happening out I there. hear you. And, and we've got I'm, I'm an just, amazing. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Now, I was just going to say, you were speaking of the team aspects and everything. You're, I would I 110% agree with. And our group, Canada Moms KC, I've got an amazing team of admins and, and members that kind of stand behind me. And it's a powerful feeling. And it makes you want to do more. And it makes you want to do better. And so I just wanted to give a shout out to my Canamom admins for being as awesome as you ladies have been. I know a couple of them are listening in. Um, you guys are my rocks. And I think together with all this, we can, we can do some really great things. And especially now with you, Joe and Sarah and everybody else, it gets me really pumped up too. I'm really excited. Well, I tell you this, when we focus on the things that are important, and, and don't give any attention to the crap that's trying to get in our way. We start making things happen, and I think that's what happens. We pull our heads out of the out of the the cesspool of of social media, and we get into doing the real work and and holding each other up and and remembering what's important. And you know, every single one of us, every single one of us has done something that we wouldn't probably want everybody to see. And it doesn't matter. We're here to make <laughs> some good happen in the world. And and I, I'm so sick yes. of hearing, you know, people take me aside and go, how can you work with that guy? Do you know what they did? I'm like, I don't give a fuck what they did. Look what they're doing now, you know. Look what they're doing. They're helping. Why don't we do that? Why don't we do more of that? And that's what, that's exactly. what this is about. So I'm excited, Tanya, and um, – I know if you're working with Sarah, we're, we are connected. Just know that you have the full support of our international organization behind your effort, and you know that we're working on a walk across America, a walk for change that's going to start next June and go through next yes. September, and we will be passing through Missouri and Kansas. So Woo-hoo. I'm uh, hoping and expecting that we're going to have a gigantic showing of of can of moms out there and uh and and all their can of kids and um and a bunch of can of grandmoms and great grandmoms and the whole deal with it. I am yep. so looking forward. <laughs> I awesome, am too, awesome. Joe. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And please feel welcome to call in the show anytime, every Wednesday at the same time. Um just give us an update. Tell us what's going on. I will do that. I will definitely do that. Thank you again. All right. Thank you so much. Tanya Roth, folks, with Moms, Missouri, and we're just excited that she's joined us, and we're excited that uh, in in a new way she's part of the solution. That's what we love, you know. And uh, all right, so Jennifer Hess has actually called in, and uh, Jennifer's the one that we're out here trying to help out. So we got a bunch of calls, and, of course, we're – Blasting away at time. I've been a little verbose, but I wasn't here last week, so I had some talking to make up with, but we're doing all right. So, Jennifer Hess, welcome to the show. Now, for anybody who hasn't met Jennifer or doesn't know her, she's an amazing woman, a mother, um, who is fighting a horrible battle, and she's one of the reasons that we're doing this work right now, is that people like Jennifer, people who have been truly victimized by the war on drugs, suffering right now, and we need to do more. Jennifer lost her husband uh, due to a cannabis case, and um, her children have been separated, and we're trying to do what we can to get her reunited with the children, and we're standing together with her in her court case, and, um, you know, we give you this place that you can share your uh, experience with us and hopefully get some support. How are you doing today, Jennifer? 
Oh, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm I'm feeling a little bit better from getting all the support that I'm getting. Yeah, it does help you know, a lot. I want to tell you this. It makes my heart warm to say that because I've been I've been a little frustrated because I know how what you're going through, and I've I've I'm an I'm, I'm empathic with this. I you wouldn't know it because I don't have feelings, but. But and I'm kidding, of course. But the point is, I've been through so many of these cases with so many people, and people that have lost loved ones and lost kids and and lost their freedom. And I've gone through it, and I understand the struggle. And I know that for the last several times we've talked, and I and I ask you how you're doing. There's been this sort of, you know, lost amount, a, a lostness to you, and I understand it, and I respect it, and you are entitled to it. But I've been trying to help to remove it and to help to lift it up off of you a little bit. I'm watching all these people come together, and people are asking me almost every day about you. And and I'm able to tell them, well, we're working hard. There's more and more people getting together, and, and it's, it's going to work. We're going to win. And she's going to get her kids back, and she's going to get her house fixed up. She's going to be able to move on in, 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 in the best way that can be, and she's got a lot of people around her. So... I'm, I'm glad that I, I feel like you're finally starting to feel a little bit of that. That's good. And I'm most appreciative. I want to give a big shout-out to Sarah and Mike and, and Tanya and all the people who have been helping me out. Yes, yes. And, and and Sarah and Mike just can't get enough accolades. Anybody who knows me knows I'm not big on showering anybody with praise. I was talking to Sarah earlier today, and I gave her a big old attagirl because I was like, I work hard, and I don't expect anybody to tell me you're doing a good job. I don't give a damn if you do or don't. I mean, it feels good, but it's not why I do anything. And just to work with people that are solid, committed, and and not batshit crazy, and 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 not you know twisted in their in their intentions, and and really care and really out there willing to to take a risk and and do some heavy lifting, man. That is that is. Rare as 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 the rarest gem, and uh, and you got two of them, and they're working together. So, man, I can't yeah, I can't great. echo that enough. You got some good people behind you. And I did have um, it's an organization called called ECAN that does uh, weatherization work, and they're going to help me out with. Fixing some windows and uh, doing some insulation uh, and things of that nature. So um, that's even a little extra help. It kind of puts us under a time constraint, and I have 30 days to get some of this other stuff done. But um, I think we're looking at. Huh? What'll happen is, yeah, what'll happen is you got the hardest part done. Is getting people to care enough to to come out and help, and now that that's begun, you, it's it's we've set it in motion. That's the key. We've set it in motion. It's gonna get done. And, and this is probably sooner than yeah. you think. I mean, you know, that that is so exciting. We're looking at the weekend of I believe the 27th through the 29th to kind of start working on this stuff and at least get it ready to where Ecan can come in and do their thing. Right, right. Yeah, I know Mike and Sarah are on vacation for a minute, and you know what? And, and this is what i got to say. I, I applaud them for taking that time off. I just came back from a little time off, and if it's the most important thing you can do. 
to you don't have to go far. You don't have to spend a lot of money. Just you gotta you gotta make sure you heal yourself while you're doing these things too. You know, you got a lot of people that oh, donate crazy amount of time. So I'm I'm excited that they're getting out there to go and and then they're gonna come back and they're gonna kick ass and get your uh get your house back in order. I'm looking forward to it and I'm I'm so grateful. Well, that's fantastic, and I'm so looking forward to the to the day that you can call me up and 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 share with me that you're sitting in your house with your kids and everything, and and, and your case is lifted off of you, and and now you're looking ahead at at, at how to move forward. I'm, I'm I can see it in my mind, and I, it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling more confident about it now. Awesome. Well, Jennifer, I, I so much appreciate that you call in and you're sharing your uh, your story with us. And it's important for people to hear the progress. You know, everybody that's been listening. Um, you know, again, I get a lot of people that call me up and separate, take me aside and say, "Hey, you know, it's it's you know, we feel so terrible." And I'm like, "Well, what we need to do is we need to feel good because we fixed it. Feeling terrible." Is is great as an instigator, but it's not good for getting anything done, and that's that's right. what's happening. I'm so glad that the people have been motivated enough to lift up their hands and pick up their feet, and uh, you know, actually, uh, we're we're making it happen. So um, I can't wait to hear the next uh, the next of this unfolding. Uh, when's your next court date? I know you had some good good uh, support at your last. Hearing uh, when's when's the next time around? That would be the twenty seventh. Okay, so it's going to be the twenty seventh court, and then fix up the house. <laughs> yep. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm very much looking forward to hearing this. And again, feel free to check in. Anything's happening. Um, you're connected to a good team now, and um, uh, we're going to continue. Continue moving forward, building out the heartland. Thank you. All right, Jennifer. Well, I uh, appreciate you being here. Just hold your head high and just just realize that there's a lot of people holding on to you right now. And I appreciate all your help. You betcha. All right, Jennifer has folks. And, uh, you know, anybody who's out in Kansas way, get a hold of Mike and Sarah and, um, you know, there's a lot of work that needs to be done, and we want to be able to coordinate it and get it, get everybody able to uh, to help get this house in order, get her back with her kids, get this case off of her back. And, uh, you know, no one should be in jail for a plant. No one should lose a loved one for a plant. No one should lose their kids for a plant. No one should lose any damn thing for a plant, and especially not this one. All right, speaking of no one should go to jail for a plant, um, we got George Martorano up next. George Martorano didn't just go to jail for a plant. He spent 32 years in federal prison for a plant. And he got out not because he got lucky, not because Obama freed him, not because he got a compassionate release, but because he stayed the course and he fought and he was a leader and he helped people along the way. He had an impeccable record. He did amazing things while he was incarcerated. And he kept fighting until he found his way free, and he is free. And now he's still helping people in amazing ways, and he comes and graces our show and always has a bit of wisdom to share with us. So without further ado, George Martorano, welcome to the show, my friend. 
Hey, my brother, how are you? How are you? I am doing fantastic. I just got back from vacation, and I'm all rested up and ready to roll. God bless you. I'm, I'm, you know, when uh, when you and the missus take these vacations, it makes me feel good. I know you work hard. Yeah. And don't stop at things, and you get away. You know, I hope I hope your life has more than a minute. But anyway, uh, exactly. I got a strange strange call the other day. Uh, there's supposed to be an event in the city, which Philadelphia, and there's, there's supposed to be a big audience, over 300 for this. I don't even know the guy's name. He's a young man that had that Silk, Silk Roads uh, website where they were selling all types of drugs and stuff like that. He should have been just selling cannabis, but they want me to come and speak for him. I understand this young man got life, no parole. So I don't know how Philadelphia got involved in it. So, uh, huh. yeah, yeah, I just got hit with this today, Joe, so I need you to do... Do some research on this okay. individual. I mean, I, listen, I'm willing to help anybody come home. Uh, I, I don't think I think the young man's been in a few years. You know the case, the Silk Roads case. I've heard about it. I don't. I don't know the details, but um, we'll we'll look into it and I'll see what I can come out. Look, in my opinion, yeah, find out. You know, yeah, because you know, I trust I trust you more uh, more than many many people. Find out. What's the situation? They want they want me to speak towards the end of the month. Yeah, I just don't know. I don't know. I'm so busy uh, with all I'm doing uh, with my hip hemp cafe and stuff like that. You know, we'll be branding in about two weeks. National branding, international branding. All uh, right. All under my product. So, uh, and all all the listeners out there, this Silk Roads. You know, we're a family. We're a family fighting uh, for this cannabis movement. So uh, I want everybody uh, to get in touch with Joe and about this Silk Roads individual. I understand he's a young guy. I don't know if he got greedy or whatever, but uh, I understand he's not a bad person. And uh, if I I have to go speak for him to help him, I don't have time to do the research. So I'm asking that all the listeners, we're all a family. Um, see what you can do. Let me know. Let Joe know. Joe, Joe get a hold of his me. His name right Ross? Ross Ulbricht? Is that his name? Yeah, that's him, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I, I, I'm looking into him. I found him, so I know who you're talking about. I will uh, – I'll get back to you. But we'll, we'll we'll be able to vet this case. As long as it's a yeah, nonviolent case, him. that's really the case. Yeah, I don't know. I think he was just a young guy caught up in himself. Uh, okay. I could be wrong. I don't know. Anyway, I got hit with it today, and I'm saying he's the only guy yeah. who's going to know uh, which, which, what I should do, George Marcherano, is Joe from Human Solution. So, Joe, please, please, uh, all the audience out there, let me know what I should do. Uh, you know, I, don't, I, know I, I do everything right. I don't do anything wrong. And uh, just let me know. Absolutely. And I, I, I understand yep. it's a big audience, big audience I have to speak in front of. So you know, well, I, represent, you- I don't represent George Martirano. I represent us all concerning uh, you know uh, the plant. We shouldn't be in prison for a plant. Lord knows anybody knows better than me. So I represent us all, and I don't do anything wrong. Uh, I try to do everything right. So let me know, Jeff. I sure will, George. I appreciate you bringing it to my attention. I pulled up a page 
on my computer right now, so after the show I'll take a look and uh, I'll ask around too before I get back with you, but I'll let you know what I come up yeah, with. Yeah, I'll be out and I'll be out there with you guys in October. Awesome. Look forward to it. I'll be out there with my California family in October. Good. Hopefully I'll be cooling off a bit. Yeah, tell Liz to get my cot ready. Oh, you (laughs) betcha. You betcha. It's hanging up in the shed. Wait for you. All right. All right. All right, George. uh, Always Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'll I'll talk to you next week. Sounds great. Thank you so much for calling in. George Martorano, folks. All right. So, you know, and anybody who knows George, this guy's a class act. Uh, And and imagine doing 32 years in prison. You can't. You can't imagine that. Nobody can, unless you've done it. You know, even if you spent a year in prison. I spent two friggin' months locked up, and I couldn't even imagine any more than that. And just can't help but think that somebody who was locked up for that long would come back twisted, could come back angry, would come back messed up in so many ways. And George is, again, just a class act. This guy, I spent a lot of time with him. He's, 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 he's been to my house more than once, and I've stayed with him, and just a good guy, you know. He's, he's, we were there when he was locked up, and, and we reached out to him, and we became friends while he was imprisoned, and uh, many, many people that we've helped when their cases were over, when they got their freedom, they walk on and don't ever pay you, never mind. And anybody who's a real activist, and I mean a real activist, somebody who really cares for all the right reasons, don't do this for gratitude. Don't do this for thanks. Don't do this for anything other than just doing it, because You'll get frustrated. you get your heart broke a thousand times. It's not why we do it. It's bigger than us. It's about making the world better. Just remember that and keep going. But every once in a while, a George Montalrano comes along, and he just reinforces how important the work we're doing is. And every once in a while, somebody comes along and says, yeah, keep going. It's worth it. That's what this is about. All right. Well, we got a lot of colors on, and we're sheesh. We're about to go overtime. All right. Well, we're going to go overtime because that's what we do when we need to do it. All right. Let's show you the lineup for the rest of the show. We got Jeff Eichen from Washington. We got Pete Yapel from New York. Currently, we got Dana Bland from Missouri. We got Tom Corby from Northern California, all on deck. And I'm going to do it in that order. We're going to go Jeff Ike and Pete Yapel, Dana Bland, and then Tom Corby to wrap it up. And then I've got a story I'm going to tell along the way because I can. It's my show. If you want to join this show, pick up your phone and call 646-929-2495. It's just that easy. Non-compliant Mary generally lets everybody in, regardless of what you have to say. And I don't care if you agree with me or not. I don't care if you like me or hate me. I'll give you a voice as long as you're respectful. And uh, so far we've pretty much running a flawless show. We haven't had anybody call in and really disrupt the show. I think one time an idiot called in for a minute, but he hung up before we could address his idiocy. All right, Jeff Eichen up first from Washington, and Jeff's got 
uh, a lifers movie out, and he has been advocating hard for Michael Thompson, one of the many prisoners that are locked up for essentially for life for pot. And Michael Thompson was supposed to be out by now. He was supposed to get out a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, and it didn't work out. So we're hoping that we got some kind of update, or at least uh, let's see what Jeff's got to say. Jeff, welcome to the show, my friend. I appreciate you being here. How are you doing today? Jeff Eichen. Jeff Eichen, you're live on the air. All right, well, we're going to go back to you, and we'll try you again in a bit. Hopefully, everything's all right. Every little thing going to be all right, is what they tell me. All right, Pete Yapel up next from New York. Anybody who knows me knows Pete Yapel has been a part of the Human Solution now for a couple of strong years. He's one of our board members, a chapter coordinator. This guy's done more for the Human Solution in the last year and a half. Him and his wife, I'm not going to ever... Sell short the Helen Yapel factor. Um, these guys have set a TV show. Um, they're about to take the show on the road with our first, well, our second traveling chapter, but the first one that's actually going to be a chapter while they're traveling. Welcome to the show, Pete. How's it going today? Oh, geez, Joe. Every day is a challenge. We know that. Every day is hard work, but it's all for to to. You know, stop the insanity that we're dealing with. Uh, I'm working right now while I'm speaking to you. We never stop. That's the thing. Uh, we got uh, we got a lot going on. The walk is the walk is uh, you know uh, evolving and growing organically, oh which has been fantastic. Uh, we got a lot of spots that we're set up to speak at. Uh, the 21st, I mean, we go on the road the 20th. That's when we will be officially all over the United States. The solidarity over separation will be traveling wherever officially we show up. the human solution traveling chapter yeah. on the 20th. On the 20th of I this month, it. which is next Friday. Um, so we're going to, next Friday we go on the road. Um, Saturday we speak at the Boston Freedom Rally. Then we're off to Ohio for a few days to uh, meet up with um, Amy Wallenberger and some people and speak there in Cincinnati area. And then uh, we're off to Florida, down south for a little bit, back up to Pennsylvania by the 12th of October to speak in Philly at uh, Phoenix Rising is a uh, a, uh, a, uh, expo that's being put on there. And then from there, the 19th we have of October, we have the rally in Missouri, the first official kickoff rally that Dana has got a place for us that actually used to be a city hall, which I think is pretty awesome that we're having it in that in a building such as that. Uh, nice. And that'll be that's the 19th of October. So for the for the next month, we are really literally all over the place on the East Coast and then to Missouri by the 19th. Uh, and those events being set up, folks, by a lot of good people out there in the Colorado area, the Houston area, um, the o- in Oklahoma. We've got a lot of good people out there in Alabama, Mississippi, where we've got actual politicians that are actually getting on board that understand what we're doing is the right thing, and they're willing to speak, and they're starting to organize gatherings for us to come come to 
And all of this stuff will be updated on the uh, on the calendar. There's a bunch on there already, but it just seems like every day, uh, as I'm coordinating with Bobby, we're we're because uh, I need him to coordinate it for me. But because me, you know me, I'll say, yeah, I'll be there, and I got a probably three day drive to be somewhere, you know, in a day. Uh, yeah, I I, I had thinking. to put my foot down with that. They they everybody was was you know, hey, come here, come there. I, I, I'm not like Pete. I cannot function on fumes and no sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. I, I used to have that problem uh, of saying yes to everybody. Now I say no to everybody and yes to <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> it's a lot better. My sister over here is catching I, on. Well, you still get the same amount done. You just don't have as much stress involved. <laughs> Uh, that's right. Hey, listen, we want to try to see everybody we can. And the Missouri event is a great event because it's right down in the corner. You got Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri, all the states are right there abutting. It's really only a couple hour ride for everybody. And if they sit back and plan it now, no, it's October 19th. We are, it's, there's going to be speakers there. We'll have entertainment there. It's going to be a really great, great kickoff to this thing. And I can't think of two better people to do it with than Dana and Sue, as hard as they've been working. Awesome, awesome. And I can't wait to meet them as well and see you guys again. And, you know, the next time I head, yeah. I head eastward, I, I'm hoping to meet a whole bunch of folks that we've been working with. I, I'm going to meet Mike and Sarah in person and Dana and Sue and, and uh, Candice and all these new people, and, and now Tanya and um, Jennifer and all these folks that we've been working with, uh, you know, in the last little while. So everything is uh, blossoming well, and uh, I'm looking forward to hear of your adventures as you get yourselves on the road. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 listen, it's going to be great. Guys, listen, please get behind this uh, walk. It is the only true way I think that we're really going to make a difference. Now is the time. Uh, the time is now. If everybody could please also just keep my grandmother in their, their prayers. She's in the hospital. She's not doing well. They're going to be putting her in a nursing home, which is breaking my heart to begin with because I promised her I'd never allow her to be there. But so positive thoughts um, for her, please. I, I, I'd appreciate it if everybody could do that. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, that's, that's you know, one of the one of the hardships of being human, you know. My, uh, you know, as we're getting older, all the people we know are getting older, too. And, uh, you know, when, mm-hmm. when, uh, when you're saying your grandma, you know, I, I can say, well, hell, you've got a living grandma. My grandmas are all gone, and yeah. you know, it's 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 again another reminder to to, you know, don't piss away any of these minutes we have because they're all important. Absolutely, Joe. And I'll tell you, I, the thing that that gets me the best about my grandmother, even today, while we were sitting in a, in her room as she's watching the TV, she lifted her head up for a brief moment while television was on. And the 9-11 stuff was going on. And the flag is just blowing. And the woman, every time she sees it, she says, there's just no more three prettier colors in the world than to watch that red, white, and blue fly in the wind. She's such a patriot still. It's it's, it's amazing. She'll tell you stories about the first electricity being used on her street. Yeah. It, yeah. It's amazing to hear her stories. Yeah, I mean, heck, her her great, great aunt, actually owns the ha- owned her and her husband own the Hasbrook house which is Washington's headquarters in New York where Washington set up wow. his headquarters it was actually her family's home so 
she's been linked to history forever. And that's why I said, you know, people are saying to me now, well, you know, my gosh, your grandmother's passing or you're really going to go on the road. Let me tell you what, one thing about my grandmother, my grandmother would be standing behind me with her hand on my shoulder and telling me, grandson, you're doing the right thing. Just keep going. I, you know, and, and I, you know, and that's all I really can do. Um, honestly. Awesome. Well, you guys, it's always a treat to, to talk to you, and I, I can't wait to hear of your latest exploits as you're traveling down the road. Oh, gosh, you guys know you will. One, you know it. That's right. That's for sure. Well, well right, before we go, how does somebody get a hold of the traveling chapter of the Human Solution? Solidarity over they separation. Call, they can call me at 845-522-3162, or they can visit www.com. Canna we talk four two small o dot com. On there you'll find everything. You'll find every Cup of Joe episode, every episode of every radio show we've done. The Human Solution, Solidarity Over Separation, and Canna We Talk are one. There's no way they are anything. Walk for Change page has been added and linked to the website for Walk for Changes are also added. Yeah, so anything that we have going on you guys can find out on our webpage. We try to keep it as informative and up to date as we can. Awesome, and so much more to come. I can't wait to see this thing unfold. For sure. Excellent, Joe. Awesome. Hey, All right, guys. Hi. Always... Say hi to everybody for us. I certainly will. Pete and Helen Yapel, folks, amazing, amazing people. All right, we're going to try Jeff Ike again. I'm going to keep the previous introduction in play. And, Jeff Iken, you are live on the air. Welcome to the show. Camp Camp Hooray. There he is. There he is. Awesome. How are you doing today? Pam, pam, hooray. That's all I got to say. <laughs> a it's word. a new day. Good word. You know, you know, I've got some really interesting stuff going on today. It's live, and I'll share that with you in a second. But I wanted to honor um, all the fallen people um, in our on our planet from New York City because today is 9-11, folks. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I, and I really, 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 you know, no matter how much we 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 push and push and push for for ending prohibition, let's remember hatred and let's remember people that are just, you know, they're not they're not working on PTSD or getting their parents out of jail. They're they're messing with our planet. So today is a day to remember the fallen from 9-11 and the repercussions from that. I mean, the fallen from 1937 when pot was made illegal is what we're dealing with. And so today and every day we can, um, we can up everybody. We can, we can bake a cake and, and have a slice for those that have, that fell during 9-11 and for hatred. I think that that's one of the things that is keeping marijuana illegal is that not everybody um, believes that our plant, like Tommy Chong says in my movie, it's probably one of the most um, beautiful plants on the planet that has more medicinal properties and more psychological properties for PTSD and other things. And it's got, like Jack Herrera said, paper, fiber, fuel, medicine, and food. I mean, you can make plastic out of it. You can run a car on it. And people are in jail for it. So hallelujah for 9-11 and for all of our prisoners that are going to come home in my lifetime, in our lifetime, and for the walk. 
I'm really pleased to be alive at this moment to be on your show. Well, I'm pleased that you're here to join us, and um, you know we're we're going to share some time together. We're going to share a celebration when we get these um, achievements that we set out. We 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 set intention, we set a thought, a vision, and we put some heart behind it, and it has to happen. That's just how it is. So we're making history, folks. Jeff is helping us make it. He's documenting it. He's walking the walk, and that's what we need more of, folks. We need more folks that are getting out there and helping. So, Jeff, always a pleasure to have you here. And um, no news, no more news out of Michael Thompson's camp yet? I talked to Michael yesterday. I recorded him last week. We, we heard that, uh, that blog last week or two weeks ago. And Michael yesterday... Um, was going, what's happening, Jeffy? What's happening? What You're out there. Where am I going? And so I called uh, Kim, the lawyer, um, who we met with inside the prison in um, uh, Muskegon, and she said that at the end of the month they're going to have um, uh, the same hearing that we were waiting for. And so um, she missed on the 9th because they were so slow with their paperwork to allow her to – She's from Ohio for allow her to have jurisdiction in Michigan. And so now that she is legal in Michigan, um, we're working even oh, harder now to, okay. to help. To what's happened. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So well, that's good. So that's the update on Michael. And he sounds really hopeful and really good. Dee Dee's assisting and we've got our fingers in the pot there. And the video that I made, uh, we're going to get to the governor pretty soon. And no matter what the word is for any of our folks, um, we're just going to keep um, getting louder. And I think the walk's going to help us. Oh, it will. You bet. That walk's going to start raising the volume. Every state we cross is going to click up a notch. So by the time we get to D.C., it's going to be on about 17 or, I don't know, 23 maybe out of 10. And I, and I have a story. I have an opiate story today. Um, I have a friend okay. who, who, who just fell uh, from grace uh, on opiates and alcohol. So fuck alcohol, fuck opiates, and, um, and let's all um, raise, raise our joints and, and our cannabis um, because it's a gentler way to have your Mai Tai at the end of the day. If you can have all the alcohol you want um, in your own home, um, but responsibly, it's an angry, angry um, uh, drug, the, the byproduct of it. Nobody beat their wife up on pot, but alcohol is legal. Let's even the playing field, everybody. I have a friend who just fell this week and is in the hospital right now because he was doing his freaking Xanax and his alcohol together, and he's gone. He's not dead, but he's gone out of our our home, and so we have to really take uh, this one into gear. I couldn't agree with you more, and, you know, I, I – anyways, we're getting to the end of the show. I can't go on too crazy, but I agree with you. We'll just leave it at that for now. Well, <laughs> I get project it, it's project – let me just finish. It's Project 22. There's 22 vets at least that kill themselves every day on Xanax and opiates, and we have to raise that because um, they, Dr. and other people have totally – Found the receptor that marijuana helps to end the PTSD. So 
I love you so much for all you're doing. Everybody just remember that and and take the bottles away from your friends. I couldn't agree more. Well, we'll keep the love flowing and we'll make it all happen. So thank you so much for joining us, Jeff, and uh, hopefully we'll hear from you next week as well. Well, let's see you on the walk. I'll, I'll, I'll pull on in. I'm going to try to go on Sunday. I'm going to try to go to B.C. I'm three hours from B.C., Canada, to the ICBC and see John Sally and all the folks there and, uh, and dress out there. And maybe I might even go to Jack Herrera Cup in, in Jamaica if I can get them to freaking have me there and, and pay me. So I'm working on it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, I wish you all the most success and uh, continued uh, joy in working with you, and we'll just keep on going. Lifersandmovie.com, everybody. That's where you can find me. I'm making hemp suits. So I want us to walk the walk. And uh, let's let's pray that Vans will make some hemp shoes for us. I think that's the closest that Peter told me uh, yesterday that he's got because he tried Adidas and Nike, and he said Nike sucks, Adidas maybe. But Vans, is he's waiting to hear from Vans because it would be great for them to, to sponsor us. That would be awesome. I would, love, I would love to put a pair of vans on my feet again. It's been a long time. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Some hemp vans for the walk, man. They yeah, they would they would blow up. Yep. They would freaking blow up. Love you. All right. I will talk to you next week, hopefully, and we're gonna keep on rolling, folks. Jeff Eichen from Washington, lifers the movie, and an amazing advocate for pot prisoners around the country. All right, um, we got Dana Bland, and then we got a treat. We got non-compliant Mary's got a little something to say, and I just always love it when she joins the show. And then Tom Corby to close it down. So Dana Bland and his wife Sue from Missouri are operating our newest chapter, and I'm so excited. The work you guys have been doing is amazing. How you been feeling, Dana? I understand you were under the weather a little bit ago. Oh, I'm starting to do a little better now. Uh, I should get my card from Oklahoma here any day now, so I should be able to get some medicine. But, yeah, we're hope for change in the end of Prohibition here in southwest Missouri, the Human Solutions International Chapter down here. And we're fixing to have on the 19th, like uh, Pete was saying, uh, a rally. And it, it's just been keeping me really busy today because, I mean, it's been nonstop on, on the Internet. And uh, it, the building's of 2,000 square foot of room in there, and uh, it'll hold several hundred people. But uh, we may end up filling it up and more, it looks like. You guys are just killing it. I am so happy. You know, you gotta, you got to understand, Dina, I went through – I've been running this organization for 10 years now, and we have had people come and people go and people help and people hurt and this and that and the other thing. And finally, I feel like we're gaining on some real momentum, solid people standing together, working together for this goal that we have. And, you know, Laura Roberts is on, is on the YouTube feed right now, and she believed in me way back when. I got locked up back in 2010, and I didn't have any way to get out. And she, out of nowhere, I didn't see it coming, but she took her savings and bailed my ass out. And she told me back then, she said, you know what, Joe, I believe in you. I know that you're going to do what you said, and I know that this is going to be the best investment I could ever make. And I've spent the last 10 years trying to honor that and trying to uh, live up to it because that's a hell of a 
of, of an expectation somebody might put on you. But you know what? I think staying the course this whole way through and watching Laura now sits on our board. And, um, you know, you guys have come and joined in. These new chapters we've got and all the, the love and the, and the dedication and, uh, and the strength and the leadership that's, that's come about. And, and it's all, you know, from warriors and, and from people that are willing to stand up and fight. And um, I am just, my heart is full. It's overflowing right now, Dana, and you're a big part of why that is. Yeah, the uh, the biggest thing I'm fighting for is to get the information out and to teach people. We're going to have a whole lot of good teachers there, some teaching uh, on uh, cannabinoids and uh, plant growing and uh, all different sorts of things. Huh? Oh, yeah, well, and we're going to be teaching also on the uh, – our rights and uh yeah, I mean we'll the right. there the 20- yeah we'll be we'll be out there on the twenty seventh uh with Jennifer Hesson her court date there and and helping a little bit down at the house what I can do and uh the the response has been really great and uh I've I've contacted like twenty different groups and every one of them contacted me back uh, as far as the the event on the nineteenth and uh, it, it could be a really, really, really big kickoff. And like I've been putting in my ads, uh, if you come to this thing, don't come expecting to drink alcohol or, or bring your smokes or stuff like that because uh, <laughs> you don't want to go to jail because we're still in enemy territory, even though they've relaxed some laws, they've even made more laws even worse. And that's why I'm fighting so hard to end prohibition and not just to change the laws because I mean, you can't go from one state to the other without being, uh, you know, having a chance of getting arrested because the laws are so different, and and that that just can't stand. Not not in a United States of America, and uh, to gain our rights back is our biggest priority, huh? Well, you know what's interesting, and and I don't think people think about this, mm-hmm. but the more laws that we pass that give limited access to this plant the more ways there are to break the law. There's yep. <laughs> more ways to become a criminal, the more, and, and instead of just decriminalizing this and repealing it and ending prohibition, which is the only thing that we want, what we do is we set up this tangled web that you can't walk anywhere without breaking somebody's law. And even though there's a there's a little maze that says, well, if you really want this and you're smart enough to get to it, you can wind your way through and find it, it's easier to break a law in a state that has legalized pot than it is in just a straight up, you know, prohibition state. So we want to fix this, to finish this. This is about human rights. You talk about your rights. That's what the core of this is. You know, we got a constitution that laid this out already. Why don't we just peel it open and say, hey, remember what we said? You guys passed all these laws, but you think about this one right up in the front the one that was the most important right in the very beginning so i'm thinking that uh, yeah they wrote it on hemp paper no less so oh yeah Dana, uh, yeah don't, do, I'm, don't ex- go ahead go don't ahead. yeah okay don't, don't anybody out there don't expect the u.s government and the politicians to be overturning prohibition we're going to have to take and force them to do that because when our surgeon general of the united states is against pot and he's actively uh you know, advocating against it, it's not going to change unless we make it change. Just remember what what's going on over in uh, Hong Kong. 
they have 27 million people out in the streets over there uh, protesting, mostly peacefully, and uh, they're making some changes, and that's what we may have to do. I couldn't agree with you more, and that's one of the things I wanted to get into a little bit is what's going on in Hong Kong, what's happened in Hong Kong, what it took to make change up against one of the most tyrannical regimes ever been on the planet, and yet they did it, and they did it without anybody dying. I know there's been a little scuffles here and there, but it, no, I don't think anybody's died in these protests, and I, I, I want to talk about that in future shows. I want to learn from it. I want to I want to find out who's behind it. I heard all kinds of weird things, but it doesn't matter. I want to know what it takes to get that many people to get moving because I want to see that happen on our walk. I want to see our walk gather up that kind of steam, and I can't see a single reason why it can't. Well, we're right in the middle of the Midwest, everyone. Everyone that has the driving distance, Kansas City is in pretty good driving distance. It's only a two-and-a-half-hour drive from Kansas City, and we're right next to Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Kansas. And no, that's Columbia. And uh, the, uh, you know, this this rally that we're having on the 19th, uh, it's going to be a uh, help be a game changer. It's going to take and really set people on fire towards uh, ending prohibition and getting this march going. Dana, how does somebody get a hold of you if they want to get involved with your rally, the march, your chapter, helping Jennifer, anything that's going on out in Missouri right now? How do they get a hold of you? Uh, we're uh, uh, Hope for Change in the End of Prohibition, uh, Human Solutions International, Missouri Chapter. My phone number is 417-847-7974. Uh, and you can easily get a hold of me right here on Facebook. Uh, that's where everybody gets a hold of me anyway. But, uh, I mean, there's more and more picking up every day. And, and the more volunteers and the more people that get active, the faster this law is going to get broke and to bring freedom back to the plant to where we can get our health back. Absolutely. Why don't you give that number one more time, and that way anybody who didn't catch it can get you this time. Okay, it's 417-847-7974. Beautiful. All right, Dana and Sue, Hope for Change and the End of Prohibition, Human Solution International in Missouri. We're so pleased and proud to have you guys part of this, and uh, onward we march. All right, Dana, we'll talk to you next week or sooner. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, sorry. It's so hard when you're not looking at people. It's easy to cut somebody off when they just start to talk after you push the button. All right, here we go. We got non-compliant. Mary's got a little seed of wisdom to share with us here, and, um, you know, I've uh, seldom spent time with somebody that uh, has just got into my heart the way Mary has, and uh, a few years ago, I came up to uh, Shasta County, and uh, Mary said, I want to come along, and so we stopped at the airport, she joined up with us, drove up from Sacramento to Shasta, and we just had uh, some of the best conversation. And then um, last year, me and my wife flew up to Sacramento to sneak up on the Corbys, and we stopped by and saw Mary ahead of time. And, uh, oh, was that that trip? I don't know. Maybe that was another trip. Anyways, not too long ago, we were there and spent a little time at her house. And um, 
got to see her property. They got this property. They they're, they're building their dream on a beautiful river out in the middle of the wilderness in a in a wonderful spot. And just to watch somebody that's not afraid to pursue their dream in the way that Mary has been has always been inspiring to me because that's kind of what we do. We pursue our dream and and you know in in connecting our dreams together are this world without prohibition. And so she's always got something nice to say. Mary, welcome to the show, as you are sitting in the background always helping coordinate the show. Uh, welcome to the front side of the show. <laughs> hey, thanks. As I'm sitting here in our land on the river, and I'm, I truly am in the middle of wilderness, I was thinking about how I got here and what we're doing on the human solution. And we do so much to change laws and to help educate people and help unify people and bring sense into things that seem senseless. And I think that if we look at the why behind all that, and that leads me right to the dream. Um, My why was that I really believe in life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I think that every one of us can thrive, every single one of us. I don't care about, well, I care, but it's, it's, if you have disabilities or um, no money or bad relationships or anything, it really doesn't make a difference when you plug yourself into your passion. And for me, that's what the human solution is about. I found a group of people that all plug themselves into our common passions, and that is the civil rights aspect of what's going on. I, too, Joe, think it's so ridiculous that we do all this energy to put in to defend ourselves for a relationship with a plant, it's like, are we being illicit? What are we doing with this in the closet or something like that? It's, it's ridiculous. So I wanted to say that I'm a normal, regular person. Well, maybe not normal, but I'm a regular person. I don't have – I'm not intelligent. I don't have lots of money. Um, I'm just I'm, – I'm not even five foot tall. I'm shorter than five foot. I'm in my 67th year. I've been in a coma I've had pupils blown and dilated without oxygen for an unknown period of time. I've had my group of 21 people, 18 of us have died of cancer. I've been on chemo. What I'm saying is that I've looked at the dark side really up close and personal. And I chose, I consciously chose to follow my passion and to um, every choice I make is about how do I get there? How do I get there? If there's a choice in front of me, and it's going to bring me into a different direction. Let's say somebody's ticked me off. It's real easy to do. There are lots of people doing stupid things, and I have a lot of opinions. So, I, you know, what I do is I let them go. I allow and let go, and then I set my rudder for due north, and that's our property, our land, a place to create a little eco-village where people can find their way back home. We so often get lost. It, you know, tragedies are, are different. Sometimes a tragedy can be not being able to pay your PG&E bill. That can be the straw that just shuts your life down, takes your whole life out. And uh, sometimes it's bigger than that. But whatever it is, I want to tell everybody, I am sitting on some of the most beautiful acreage I have ever seen. I've got my laptop out in the middle of the wilderness with no cell towers, and I found a way to boost a signal. Maybe I'm bouncing off trees and deer antlers. I don't know. But I'm, I'm telling you what back to you. And so I'm, I mean, I'm in the morning, the, the, the dew that, that's out there, it's, you can almost sculpt it. You can smell it. You can taste it and touch it. There is so much truth and reality out here. It's like an, I'm in the middle of an art form, and it's just beautiful. This is my dream. Everybody's dreams vary, but we all have them. 
if we feed them, like any harvest, like any garden, you need to feed it. You need to fertilize it. You need to use your hands and feet. You need to get money at times, but you need to do it. If you do it, you too can be living your dream, not talking about it, not reading about it, not saying affirmations over and over again. You can actually be doing it. George Marcherano is doing it. There are lots of people out there that are doing it. There are lots of survivors. I say, great, great for being a survivor. Now let's turn that into being a thriver. You can do it, everyone. If I can do it with a damaged brain and and a body that's supposed to be gone, and I'm just saying we can all do this. I pinch myself every day. I must have bruises all over. I don't see them, but (laughs) I just want you to know every one of you, every person who can listen, you can do it. That's what I wanted to say. My why is that I believe in life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and I want it now, not 10 years from now, not in my next life. I want it right now. I've worked for it. I believe in it, and it's mine, and I claimed it, and that's why I'm here. That's what I want to say. I love it. Mary, you are always an inspiration, and, you know, it's that. It's, you know, it's funny. People tell you when you were a kid, my parents used to tell me, you know, watch your attitude. And it, as you get older and you see a lot more things, you realize your attitude really is everything. And if you have a good attitude, you're generally going to be inclined to move to do something about it. And, you know, clearly you have. And I, I've watched, you know, you go from talking about your dream to making your dream happen. And, hell, it's been more than a year, I think, since I've been out to see your place. But I know that. It's probably even more amazing than it was when I was there last. And um, I can't wait to see as it's, as it's evolving and developing. So you're right. We can make our dreams happen. And if we all were to make our dream a world where life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness prospered and grew like a, you know, like a redwood tree or a kudzu vine, you know, that just let it be everywhere. Let it just be. Um, I think we'd have it more. And I think it's just making it important enough to do something. So, it is always a treat to have you uh, on this side of the show. As, as much as I appreciate what you do on the other side of the show, um, you got a double-ended appreciation today. <laughs> oh, thank you. And there's another thing I wanted to say is that I saw on the um, Free Thought, I think it's Free Thought, Free Thought Press, maybe Free Thought something that I I get their emails. Craig Cecil was on there, and I thought that was awesome. He's a handsome guy. Yeah. If I was in my 20s and not happily married in my 60s, I'll tell you, I'd be visiting that guy in prison. He's a good-looking guy. <laughs> yeah, Craig's so I, a good guy. He's inside and out, and I think, I'm, I'm afraid, I think he's still in solitary. Um, after we talked the last time two weeks ago, uh, or three weeks ago when's the last time he talked, um, he got locked up in solitary. And um, I haven't heard from him since. I don't know. Um, you know, I've sent him an email on Coralinks, and generally he calls in the show when he can. So uh, another thing, you know, don't forget, Craig, and let's put our put our, uh, our, our our thinking caps on and let's visualize Craig calling into the show next week and, and telling us that everything's all right. They just didn't have an extra phone to talk to, to talk on, and that he's okay and he's getting his medicine and he's getting everything he needs. Um, so just keep our uh, keep our eyes on the prize and, and, and remember, you know, Craig is, is, a, is a friend, a friend of the show, a good individual, a human being, and he doesn't belong in prison for what 
he even for what he was accused of. So um, hopefully, hopefully next week or even tomorrow we'll hear some good news about Craig. But yeah, his article got published. I heard even Rand Paul, the senator, um, had shared his article. I don't know if it was on Twitter or someplace, but he got um, some acknowledgement from Senator Rand Paul. So that was another, you know, bit of, of good news that shows persistence can pay off. Yes. Awesome. Well, Mary, I'm uh, we're, as always, burning up show. I'm going to tell a quick story, get to Tom, and we're going to call it a wrap. Another two-hour, one-hour show. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Oh, thank you. All right. Non-compliant Mary, just a beautiful person. Um, all right, so I just got back from Canada, and I went and visited um, our friendly Manitoba chapter. And I I have been kind of gushing on people today. I'm not generally so... Um, pleasant when it comes to people. I, I'm a little bit distasteful of a lot of folks, but um, Janice and Devin are uh, just, again, two amazing people, and, you know, they've more or less single-handedly built a chapter that I didn't realize until I was up there is the second longest continuously operating chapter in the Human Solution um, besides the headquarters chapter, which started it all, um, only the NorCal chapter is, is active and, and currently operating. That's been longer than the friendly Manitoba chapter. And I looked back at their body of work, and these are, these are amazing people. They're unassuming. They're not out there, you know, trying to be famous. In fact, they, they shy away from, you know, public exposure any chance they get. Um, just good-hearted people that, that are just doing things for the right reason. And we went up there mostly on pleasure, got to do some fishing. If anybody knows me knows that that's, that's where I get my, my bliss from so I can get healed and then come back and dig in the trenches some more. And towards the end of the trip, we had a meeting out there and I got to meet a man by the name of John Tran. And uh, John Tran is a Vietnamese man who um, lived on the edge of Cambodia at the end of the Vietnam War. And if you ever know anything about the Vietnam War, um, it was a bloody, horrible event that really hurt the Vietnamese people more than anybody else. And he was one of them, and he told us some stories and uh we did an impromptu um, version of the human, or I'm sorry, of the Cup of Joe last week. So if you uh, look back through the archives, <clears throat> it was shared on Facebook. It's only on the YouTube feed. I didn't do a Facebook stream, um, but he told some really compelling stories. Again, it's a long two-hour uh, episode, but um, we're going to try to get it cut up into bits. But he shared some stories about his flight from Vietnam and uh, the horrors that he experienced. Um, There's just things that were just so horrible. I, he, he told it fairly graphically. I'm, I'm not going to get into it now because I don't have enough time. But he fled Vietnam or Cambodia, and he went uh, ultimately to Canada. And he felt that... Um, 
you know, they embraced him up there, and he told us the story again. It's it's already on that archive. You can listen to him tell it much better than I could. And he smuggled some seeds from Vietnam. And this is a man who had seizures as a child, and his mom gave him cannabis as a child. So you're back in the 50s and 60s. I think he was born in 56. He was 10 years older than me. So in the in the early 60s, his grandmother and his mother gave him cannabis to help fix his seizures. Now, today, in 2019, we have these miraculous discoveries. Oh, seizures are getting helped. I don't know how to break it to you folks, but folks in a third world country that didn't even have friggin' telephones. Now, he told me the story. Again, there's a great story about what it took for him to make a call to Vietnam in the 60s. Okay? Most people didn't have electricity, didn't have anything. But you know what they did have? They knew cannabis, and they knew its value. And John Tran has a passion for this plant as medicine because of his personal experience. And he knows what it did for him. So much so that he took a risk and he smuggled these seeds to Canada, and he began to produce his his medicine and uh, ended up in jail for it. And he didn't understand what happened, but again, it's, it's, in, this, it's in this interview. I, I, I encourage you to listen to it. He served 22 months of an 18-month sentence, and um, he was coerced severely into taking a plea deal because they threatened his wife and his wife was coerced into repeatedly waiving his ability to get out because she didn't understand, she didn't speak the language good and um, Janice and Devin were there and supported him and the Human Solution International was there while he was locked up and uh, they visited him, and they were there, and he remembered. And uh, after I got done interviewing him, I found out that I was the only one that ever did that. I was the only one that ever came out there and got his story. And um, he called me brother, and he wore our ribbon proudly and um, touched my heart. And he's going to be part of our walk. Our walk across America is going to go from California to Washington, D.C., across a single path. But there's going to be parallel walks that happen along the way. And, um, you know, if we can do this right, there may be dozens or many walks happening all at once along in the same east to west, or sorry, west to east. I'm in the west, so clearly everybody's coming to the west. But, no, this is going to be uh, west to east. And... um, He's going to join us. And I just, you know, in Canada where it's legal, there's all kinds of problems. And, you know, it's hard to find people in a place where it's legal to get up there and fight to finish the job. But John Tran, you know, 1,500 miles north of me is willing to get in and do that. And uh, I just want to share that, that I'm honored and, and, and pleased that uh, 
our Canadian chapter of the Human Solution International is representing. And hopefully next week um, we'll be getting an update from Devin and Janice and maybe start getting some regular updates from up there. Amazing people, amazing uh, um, amazing action that's come out of these folks. And no fanfare, no look at me, no pot stars, just true activism, true leadership, leadership through action. That's that's what I am here to advocate. Let's stand up and lead. Let's make this happen. Let's make the world better. And let's have Tom Corby wrap the show up with his wisdom and the second oldest chapter in the Human Solution International, the NorCal chapter. Tom Corby, welcome to the show. I want to thank you, Joe, and, and welcome back. Uh, glad you had a good trip up there, that Manitoba chapter. Uh, I'm here today. And also, always, I want to thank uh, uh, Lisa and Becca and Mary and uh, sending uh, Becca positive healing vibes for her mom. Uh, and thank you all so much uh, for coming, uh, joining, and helping be the solution to end prohibition. How do we do that? Again, how do we do that? We win in the courtrooms. We take them to trial. We get all our discovery. And we throw everything at them, and we make them sick of us. We're going to subpoena all of them. And whoever complains cannot hide. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So they complain Things they can complain and run and hide. No, they can't. We're going to find out who complained for, like Sue Colm said, without a complaint, there really is no case. And here today uh, with uh, two very good friends, uh, Frank Canan and Nick Moran. Hey, Joe. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Uh, It's going great. Uh, did some physical therapy and occupational therapy with Donna, and then I took her awesome. to get a new cat, and she is very stoked and excited today, and making great progress right. on her therapy. <laughs> She's listening. Awesome. Well, happy birthday. It sounded like you had a good little gathering for the birthday. Yeah, I made her a turkey and uh, all the fixings, and uh, that's what awesome. she wanted, and I was really happy. Her appetite is so inspired. You wanted, yeah, you wanted to mention Love the. Uh, and I also wanted to give a shout out to the to Dana, the Missouri chapter. Like that's my, my hometown, Missouri, and I'm really proud of all my fellow Missourians. Yeah, yeah. we are too. We're very proud of Dana and Sue and and uh, the new chapter out there. I'm just excited as hell. Yeah. I'm also here today with uh, Daria Suzanne. Hello, I'm a new new member of the band. Hey. uh, (laughs) We want to again thank everybody and uh, coming for us. I don't know what we do without our friends coming to help us. And Donna's doing so much better. And uh, thank you all for that. Uh, Mary Donnelly. I have to say, 
shout out right here. Uh, we go back quite a ways with Mary, and uh, she uh, actually uh, in Roseville, her and Michael uh, actually won their case. They went beyond, uh, even though they were offered an infraction, it's like a speeding ticket. They refused it, and they still won. That's what we do. We take them on, and we never make deals. Uh, also, not to forget to thank Bobby Rodrigo and a Coffee Party Radio Show for another historical show. Thank you all today for coming, joining, helping be the solution to decriminalize cannabis. Should never have been scheduled in the first place. We know the Controlled Substance Act was all about the money. Nixon, Mitchell, Hearst, and DuPont. So we stand our ground, and we thank all those that that come and stand our ground. And we come for you and uh, come for others, too. I want to go. I could go on and on about how uh, when we Don and I went to jail approximately ten years ago in Butte County here for our sacred plant. How without the Human Solution International, we wouldn't have known. Without the application of Joe and many to take them on and finding. In our in a sense, win our case. So that's what we do. We take them on to trial. We never make plea deals, although sometimes that's not true. Maybe we have to, and if that's what the defendant does, then we respect that too. Again, I want to thank you all today, and as Donna says, don't forget to breathe. Well, thank you so much, Tom Corby, and uh, thank everybody who's made this show amazing. I'm not going to mention any specifics because every time I do that, I forget somebody, and then I feel like shit. So I just thank everybody who's been a part of this. I, I thank everybody who's ever been a part of the Human Solution. I especially thank those reasons and seasons, the people that came and went, because you left us with something, a connection, uh, a perspective, a lesson of what not to do, whatever it is you gave us some of what it took us to be what we are today, I thank you. And most, most, most importantly, I thank all of you that have stayed the course, that continue to stay the course, and that are going to help us change this world in, in prohibition. Thank you all for joining the Cup of Joe, home of the two-hour, one-hour show. Let's see what Willie Nelson has to say, and we will see you I am Willie Nelson, and the Willie Nelson Teapot Party and I endorse the human solution, supporting cannabis prisoners because no one should go to jail for a plant. Little things I should have said and done, you were always on my mind.